0: All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent, we're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups and we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them and what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say i knew them when so thank you so much for tuning in to forward thinking founders and let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of but you will All right, how's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Ish Samuel, who is the CTO and co-founder of Paragon. Ish, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey
1: man, thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here.
0: Yeah, stoked to have you on. I remember when I first discovered your platform, I'm like, oh my gosh you can start to go deeper with APIs without knowing how it all like works in depth. This is amazing. I, you know, to, but to start for people that don't know what I'm talking about, can you please just go high level? Um, what are you working on with Paragon and like, yeah, what does it do?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so high level Paragon is a visual development tool for building APIs and workloads. Uh, what that means is we give you this visual tool set where you can build complex logic, um, whether that be integrating with multiple APIs and pulling data, um, whether that be going to databases, uh, sending messages out to Twilio, SendGrid, uh, we've got integrations with you know Postgres, MySQL, Firebase, um, SendGrid, Twilio, things like that. <coughs> so uh, people can schedule jobs and say, hey, like you know once a week, do this thing, um, <coughs> pull this data from this database, right? You know, go in here, uh, generate this like PDF, send it to this email right, or uh, they can build an app on top of it, right, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's what
0: we're doing. So there has been this problem in the no-code no code world where there haven't been any pro, uh, apps or, or products that have enabled you to do many things with APIs, and what's really exciting about your product and your company is that you're kind of filling that gap. Um, I'd love to here, how do you I guess how how did it get started? how do you know that this is what you and your co-founder wanted to build because it seems to like now when the narrative comes together, it fit in quite nicely with what the market needs. So I'd love to hear yeah. a little bit about how you got started with it and mm-hmm. uh, um and uh, yeah, did was it was a foresight into the market or was it just building what you wanted to build or a little bit of both?
1: Yeah, yeah, so my co-founder and I, Uh, We started an agency together six years ago, and uh, with that, we were just building software for all types of companies um, from like universal studios down to small startups who needed to, you know, take an MVP into market. And, you know, throughout that, we were constantly writing the same things over and over again. Um, Internally, we started uh, building these like polar plates and different uh, like code generation tools so that we wouldn't have to write the same things over and over again. But uh, you know, over the years, we still face the same problems as we continue to build products for other companies. Um, then uh, uh, Brandon, uh, he went off and he started PolyMail, uh, a really successful email client. Um, and while he was there, <coughs> he was having the same problems over and over again. He you know, just constantly having to try the same things over and over. And uh, while I was at Control, uh, we changed to a staffing model um, where we were staffing remote engineers. Um, into like US, like onshore companies. And with that, uh, I was constantly, as like the CEO was trying to figure out how do I scale this business? Like how can we impact more people? How can we impact more lives? Um, all these engineers are uh, across all these projects, but they're still like writing really the same things. And I remember every week I was just constantly thinking about this problem. And uh, I, was, I was doing startup school with uh, YC, It's like a, a free online thing. And uh, every week, as I talked to like other companies and like the like group hours I'm tell them about the sitting thing about like hey um, like how do I scale an agency like how do I uh, <laughs> you know build more software um, and have it impact more people then uh you know, while this was going on, uh, Brandon, uh, had left Polymail to step down. Uh, he stepped down and he wanted to work on something else. And as soon as, uh, he left the company, I reached out to him and I was like, yo, we need to get lunch. (laughs) And, uh, so we, we sit down and I remember I, I just gave him like a list. It was like maybe 50 or a hundred ideas, um, that I've just been working on. They're just like an Airtable document or something. And, uh, they're all most of them are pretty crappy ideas. <laughs> it's like completely awful. No, nowhere near like what Paragon is. Um, but I told them, hey, like I want to work on another business. Um, I know you know you're the type not to not be working on a business. Like let's work together. Um, here's like everything I'm thinking about. Let's pick anything from like any one of these. Um, it, it could literally be the worst idea. I just know I specifically want to work with them. Um, and so we got together like every week or once every other week, and we're just kind of shooting ideas back and forth. Over the course of the summer all the while i was thinking about this problem and then uh uh one day he actually presents it to me and um it was completely separate from like the internal thought i was having in the startup school discussions and you know i was like yeah like i've been thinking about how to solve this for a really long time but like i just i don't know how to do it and so uh, he pitches me something else um, which is essentially like a boilerplate where we you know give people a starter kit And it's like, uh, you kind of think of it like a parse, right? Where you get push notifications and off, like log in and sign up and you have like a database and we're going to have like a visual database builder. So after, after many iterations, we eventually wound up at what paradigm is today.
0: So that's awesome. I actually have one more, one question within what you just said, then we can move on to the product. How do you know that you wanted to work with him and what was it and remind me i should probably know this but i don't so he left polymail was this a did he start polymail was he just was he in product on polymail and like when he left why him like why did you like why why, why did you reach out specifically to him have you been following him for a while i'm just curious i've never heard this type of it's a very awesome interaction because you're being very high agency it's like I wanna do something. This guy you know, left it left a gig. I'm gonna w I am going to want to work with him. Like, that's cool. I wanna learn a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So uh yeah, he was the CEO and co-founder at Polymail. Um and so he stepped
0: down as CEO
1: and uh his co-founders like took it over. Um yeah, so over over the last like my I don't mean, know, the last like uh I don't know, seven years or so. It's like the extent of my professional career, which still isn't really long when I think about it. <laughs> uh, I've had the the fortune of working with just so many people, especially having run an agency for so long. Um, I've worked with like consultants, uh, founders from like all backgrounds, um, and, you know, small projects where I'm like, I'm br- brought on for like a rescue thing or even just like really, really thoughtful people. Um, and just like throughout all of these things, um, Brandon was just my ideal co con and I just I just knew it um, there's just a lot of traits uh, that he has uh, he's a really intelligent person uh, he's very calm right we can have these like really really thoughtful disagreements and it's never personal um, we're both like incredibly productive and um, overall like very optimistic and uh, uh, he's just displayed uh, I've observed just like a very high level of integrity consistently throughout you know his uh like our relationship like we've been friends for about like eight nine years now, and he's just like consistently a high integrity guy and so that I'm just like you know his product experience and all these things when I looked at it, I was like this is someone that i can I can work with for like ten fifteen years
0: yeah, that's awesome for people listening that's a good example of like a good a good way to get together with a co founder versus you know going to like a mixer one day going you know going to the mixer picking someone random i think it's important that you like know who you want not specifically but know the qualities that matter and then seek out someone like that which is exactly what you did so let's um transition a little bit to the product so can you talk through i mean obviously there's tons of different use cases with paragon but can you talk through maybe a couple of personas that could use paragon and like how they would use it just to help the listeners understand uh, you know a little deeper down like you know what it is and what it can do
1: yeah, definitely. So yeah, we have, uh, we have a number of different personas using the product. Uh, one of them, uh, one of our first users, <clears throat> you know, this guy's completely non-technical. Like he understands like what, uh, like a form is. Right. And, uh, with like a, a little bit of, you know, troubleshooting, he can put together like a little Twilio integration <laughs> and, uh, he has his business, um, it's like a well, I don't want to I don't want to pick him out, <laughs> um, but uh, essentially he uh, wanted to send like text messages to people who signed up on his website, right? Yeah. And he wanted to take that information and he you know, sent it to himself, right? And then you know from, he wanted to have them to a form and kind of like do all these things. Um, and so in his case, he's like a, a scrappy founder, you know, who's taught himself like uh, a little bit of code. He's by no means, like, an engineer, you know, definitely couldn't, like, get, like, a full-time engineering job, but he's, like, a scrappy founder who's just, like, wrangled together all these tools and, and have, like, together, like, a, uh, a really awesome, like, MVP. Uh, however, before he was on, like, you know, GCP, like, you know, Google Cloud and having, like, managed servers, and, like, deployments and, like. Git, <laughs> all the stuff, and it just like, it, it took a long time, and he's constantly struggling with it. And uh, yeah, something like that, It's it, there's just so many different moving pieces, and you have to be an engineer. Um, and so in his case, um, he was able to put together a workflow on our platform in like just a few minutes. Um, that did the entire, the same thing that it took him like you know weeks to set up uh, on like Google Cloud, and like, you know, setting up like Git, and like all this stuff. And so if, if you're like an individual founder, right, who's just like trying to quickly ship an MVP, right, and you want to integrate with all these tons of services, and you don't want to have to manage servers, and like networks, and security, and scalability, um, you don't want to have to worry about integrating with all these different services, um, like manage your code and installing packages, it's perfect. Right. Okay. Uh, another use case um, we have. Uh, we we are just actually our first user. Uh, he's probably one of the best uh, engineers out there. <laughs> uh, his name is Alex Kern. Uh, he's an incredible, incredible engineer. Um, he. Uh, we actually reached out to him uh, first because we wanted to make sure that we could appeal to really great engineers um, and make sure that they were a lot more productive using the platform. And so in his case, uh, he's. We're constantly working on these side projects, he's yeah, pulling information from all these different sources, right? Scraping information from these websites, putting them into databases, sending notifications, all and all types of just like random side projects. And yeah, you know, he doesn't have, you know, a hundred hours a week to, to dedicate to this because he is a CTO of a company and he's managing an engineering team and doing all these things. But you know, he still wants to build these things. And so with this, uh, he's on Paragon. He set up a number of workloads doing very non-trivial things. And uh, it's made him incredibly productive and allowed him to focus on the core product and problems he's trying to solve as opposed to the infrastructure and the networking and all that.
0: So would you say that Paragon is good for both non-technical and technical people? Or what is the base proficiency that your optimal user would have in tech? Um, just because I do look on the website and it, there isn't—you know—it's definitely more technical than something like a, like a Zapier, which is kind of limited. You definitely are allow way more things than that. So I'm curious: do you require like a base level of tech proficiency, or could anyone figure it out?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there definitely has to be like some understanding of like how technology works. Like if, if you want to be successful on the product. Like you should know, like what a database is, right? Uh, you should know what an API is, right? Um, like you don't have to, like by no means, know how to write a curl request, right? Like I've been programming for you know 15 years, and I still have to Google how to write a curl request. <laughs> All right? Um, that doesn't that doesn't have to be you know have to be um, super technical, but like you you should understand these basic concepts, right? Um, and I think that's that's pretty much it. If you know like what a network request is, right, like you know how to put in a URL and you know like what query parameters are, or you, you probably even learn it just through a quick tutorial. Um I think that's that's really it. Yeah,
0: well let's let's talk about the learning because what I'm what what I'm learning what from doing all these interviews and also playing around with tons of tools is that there isn't gonna be a world where at some point, like no code replaces code. And like some people can just like, they don't know if they know anything about technology. It's actually what I'm learning, a total spectrum where you have, you know, a Weebly on one side, which is like very, 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 very low, like no code, just like drag and drop, but you can't do much. Then on the Mm -hmm. full other spectrum, you have full stack developer. You can, you know, you can do anything you want, but you have to know how. Then there's Mm -hmm. the spectrum in the middle, which with tools that allow you to be closer to one or the other, and what I think Paragon is a great example of is a tool kind of in the middle or like maybe middle left. Like, I don't know where it's like you, if you want to have the power of a no sta- of, a, of a full stack developer, but want to do it with no code, you're still going to need to learn some, some stuff. Like it doesn't just, it's not just a tool that's going to do it for you. And I don't know, I just find you in this middle ground that allows anyone to do it if they are willing to learn some of the skills. I actually want to dive a little deeper into the skills. Like someone like me, because um, I'm actually curious for, for myself. So I'm like very good at like software. Um, I can learn any software very quickly. I, you know, I've used Zapier Typeform, form and like, all, all, all that stuff. Um, but I'm not, like, I don't know much about it. You know, um, let me look at your, uh, like, I don't know much about like HTTP requests or API endpoints or uh, things like that. What, like what would you tell someone like me what, that what would i have to learn in order to get the most out of paragon knowing that i'm already have like a base level of software proficiency but maybe not coding proficiency you know what i mean yeah
1: i think the best way to be successful on paragon today is to know what it is that you want to build right uh so you can get on and you know play with it but you won't get any you won't drive any real value today If you don't know what it is that you're trying to solve, right? So if you are, say, a product manager at you know some company, and you regularly have to like, I don't know, fill out this information, or maybe like you're a a founder and uh, you need to regularly outreach to customers and you send this information, whatever it may be, like you you have this problem that you're trying to solve, or uh, you're working on like. Uh, a big project and there's a number of problems that you're trying to streamline or operations that you're trying to streamline every day, like approaching it with that mentality, I think uh, is is first like the the, the best thing you can do to make sure that you get something out of it. Then, uh, yeah, once once you know what you want to build, you can like reverse engineer your way from there, right? Like I want to go to, like I want to send a text message, right? Like you you don't need to know what Twilio is to know you want to send a text message. Right. From there, um, you get on Paragon and you can essentially see, you know, the the blocks and see you send a text message and, you know, we just, it happens to be Twilio, right? Um, Or, you know, you uh, want to pull information from a list and, you know, perhaps like you don't know what Postgres is or MySQL and like you don't know how to write SQL and that's completely fine. Right, we you know, support Google Sheets, and we can, you know, uh, help you get set up with, you know, setting up a spreadsheet. You don't have to like write any code or do anything to connect those services. Um, but uh, once again, you know, it just starts with the foundation of, of knowing the the process that you want to build.
0: That's so funny you say that. I was on another another. Um, I guess this was like more like a, like a very so like full stack tool. Like I don't know how to describe the category, but. I was having this issue, of, like not getting much out of it. And then once I once I figured it out, like once I had a vision for a product, then it became much easier. Um, I, I do think that's really important, like have a, have an endpoint to, to go to. You don't just build to build because you'll just be going in circles. At least to my experience. Who do you um, who 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 buys this? Like who who were like who were the like when you um? What I mean is anyone can use this. Anyone that. That is involved with products yeah. would get benefit out of this, and you obviously can't sell to everyone. You need to fo- you got to focus on you know per- personas and channels. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious: is it are you selling to big companies? Is it maker indie hackers? Can you just tell me a little bit about your distribution in that sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are definitely starting a lot more um, uh, early in the pipeline, like uh, uh, seed, series A companies. Uh, They often just need to quickly hack things up, they need to iterate very quickly, right? They are constrained on engineering resources. Uh, They uh, can't dedicate full engineers to these like side projects and IT support things. And so in in those cases, we have uh, these like CTOs or product managers. most of them are, are pretty technical people they're coming in and they need to streamline these things and uh they they get the value proposition like right away um our product launch uh did very well and with that um it's just so many people like a thousand people like saw it uh and we're just like i have this like i need this thing and uh i think the ones that it resonated most were like technical people that understand uh the value of automation um in like the upstream companies, uh, we're seeing like a lot more like management, things like that. Um, and so with them, uh, like once again, they just stay they have the same problem of not wanting to allocate like manual labor and like, you know, resources, like like people to do these things over and over again and their processes just like as they are today, just don't cut it. And so when they see an automation tool like this, to them that means, you know, a bigger bottom line, means being able to iterate quicker. It means being able to focus on uh, really a lot more high value. things. And so I think in both situations, like the value prop is the same, um, but like the, it's like a, a different, um, yes, it's like a different buyer.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And what would you say is the future that you're rowing to? Let's say, let's go big picture. Let's go, you know, vision 10 years from now what do you see Paragon as, um, what has it done? What are people building on top of it? If you had to dream for a second and let's say you had unlimited resources, all the venture capital in the world, non-dilutive, let's just um, what, would, what would Paragon look like?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, so, yeah, you know, phase one of the company, uh, we just wanted to make sure that we were able to deliver a product that instantly made people ideally Ten times more productive, and like you know, could we do that? And we uh, very confident believe that we have successfully accomplished that in like this this short time. Uh, now that we allow people to quickly build these workflows and um, you know start using the product immediately and, and get engineering time back, we want to expand on our library of like plugins and integrations, and so uh, we'll be able to support more and more use cases and more and more problems that people want to solve. Um, that's probably the biggest barrier to entry right now. Um, you know, just like support for plugins that we just haven't gotten around to building yet. Um, the next phase of the company, uh, once like we feel like we have a pretty good foothold and uh, a large amount of integrations and use cases supported uh, in, you know, obviously at the right niche, we don't want to support like every possible thing. <clears throat> phase two of the company is really a marketplace. And so with that, you know, as people are building these workflows, right, uh, there's no reason for two people to build the same workflow right uh, in the same way that you know, people like we're we're trying to get people not to have to write the code in the first place we can abstract that even more and so you know with those workflows i imagine something um, everything from like a like a, a, on Heroku, you have those one click button installs and suddenly you have like ghost running with like a full blog i, I imagine you have the same thing for like marketing automation or sales automation Right or lead capture forms and um, re-engagement notifications and all the all types of you know, these things <clears throat> and uh, then uh, you know from there as we continue to like build out the marketplace and allow people to more quickly and effectively you know, get from zero to one um, then we'll probably start focusing on like you know one to two right so with that um, you know maybe moving into like the front end right. Um, I think we'll start moving more upstream as well. So like right now, we're focused on like very uh, simple integrations, but I think there is a lot, uh, a lot of power in um, some of the things that, let's say, like Airflow is doing. Right, they process like big data. Right, and have these huge pipelines for um, just like processing. <coughs> um, yeah, just like all types of things, and we're we're constrained um, by like memory limits and things like that because we're uh, optimizing for volume <clears throat> as opposed to like um, like the size uh, of each individual execution. So uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense. And my my last question is, I mean, that's a lot. That's a big vision. That's exciting. You know, to build towards that. And you're going to need some help. You're going to need help from employees and customers and maybe investors. And you'll also need help from the Forward Thinking Founders community. And you got all these people listening and they're just waiting for this question. They ask it every time. And my question is, what is an ask that you have for the the listeners, for the Forward Thinking Founders community? Now is your time to be as promotional as you want. Feel free to make any asks in the world uh, during this time. So, yeah, how can we help?
1: oh man how can we help i think uh yeah so we are going to be hiring again pretty soon um actually yeah, effective immediately we're, we're just closing our next round of funding um and so uh with uh with why Combinator finished uh and you know quarter two uh starting we're planning on launching in quarter three publicly currently we're still in private data and so you know, with that, we want to scale the platform, like migrate to Kubernetes. Uh, we want to um, add a lot more integrations, a lot more support so that uh, our system scales even better. Um, it's a lot more secure. It supports a lot more users and use cases. And with that, we just need a really badass engineer to join the team. Uh, everyone on the team is already incredible, but you know, we just need uh, one or two more hands. So if, if you know some incredible engineer out there, Right, and I'm talking like React, Uh, I'm talking uh, Kubernetes, I'm talking Postgres, I'm talking AWS. Uh, Send him or her my way. Um, I'd love to talk to them. Um, That'd be awesome.
0: Just a quick question on that. Um, Forgetting today's climate, I Meaning in like we're all remote, but in general, are you open to remote employees, or is it all uh, in in person
1: you know um we were we were open to it before I've been working with remote companies uh, and remote teams for quite some time, but uh, we're optimizing for building a long term uh, you know, culture, and we believe you have know, to, to do that and to uh, build the family that we have today and that we've built so far um, we, we do need to bring people you know, in house, and so we can see each other and laugh together, and work together.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, if I and then just real quick for the listeners, um, I think I know, but for for everyone, where where are you based? Um, so people know if they live in that city, they can reach out.
1: Yeah, we're in Los Angeles, so uh, anyone in Los Angeles are willing to, you know, relocate to Los Angeles, we sponsor relocation. We will fly you out here nice. <laughs> if you need to. We will house you. Uh, we, we engineers, uh, we're paying for his housing right now. Uh, he's awesome, by the way. Um, yeah, so anything that we can do, if, if, you're, if you're awesome enough, we will move mountains for you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Really special product, really finding the middle ground between, you know, a- anyone building on Weebly and a full stack developer. It- it- it's pretty powerful. And I'm excited to dive in for-, for plans for myself. So thanks again for coming on. And I hope you have a good night.
1: Yeah, thanks for reaching out. This has been really awesome. I, I can't wait to hear this. And uh, if there's uh, any questions anyone has on the product, or if, even if you just want to chat, I love uh, just talking products and hacking. Um, you don't have to talk to me on Paragon. It can be anything else.
0: Um, if someone wanted to, do, are you active on Twitter? Do you have email Facebook? I guess if someone, uh, or yeah, if someone wanted to get in touch, uh, how, how could they do that?
1: Yeah, uh, you, can, you can just email me. Uh, my email is hello at ishmaelsamuel.com. That's H uh, E L L O at I S H M A E L S A M U E L dot com. Shoot me a hello and uh, we can chat about anything you want.
0: All right, that's a wrap. Okay, thank you everyone for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, Hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on, and maybe we can get you on the pod, but at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store. That would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you like what you're listening to, please just go on the iTunes store give it five stars. Or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.